Good morning. For those of you that, that don't come to Tennessee often, this is not a good reflection of Tennessee, okay? With the rain, it's typically sunny, beautiful, I mean, gorgeous. So the last two days, I've been going home like, what in the world? Like, I love when I go to a place to speak, and I'm so excited about it because it's a great city, and then it rains two days, and so, so I apologize on behalf of all the Tennesseans, right? This is not a good reflection of, of how beautiful Tennessee can be. All right, a couple questions to start us off. How many of you had a good breakthrough yesterday? Yes. Or a good breakdown? Yes. <laughs> See, a good... Mike, bring the heat down just a little bit, brother. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sweating off the top of my forehead here in a minute. Um, breakdowns can create breakthroughs. Okay? I wrote the book on confidence because I had a complete breakdown. Right? And it was so devastating to me and traumatic to me that I, that I said, man, I got to help. If I, fight, if I do fight through this and I do get up from being down, I have got to help other people fight through this. It's not should I, it's I have to. Everybody see that? So when I wrote the, so, so we get, I get messages all the time. I'm going through divorce. I, I, we lost somebody. I lost every bit of my confidence. I lost every, all of my money. I lost everything. Man, the only thing that got me through that was reading your book, Swag. Okay, so, so I got to move you because that's where a lot of the conviction comes from. See, I, several years ago, I went through some major conflict and uh, man, I was struggling because I had never been through conflict like that. Uh, my wife and I had never been through conflict like that. And I didn't know where to go. So I went to the Bible first, right? And, and sometimes the Bible, it doesn't really give you a whole lot of direction there, right? It's, go see the other person, see if you can work it out. If you can't work it out, bring in a third person. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm like, what, where's the section on conflict here? Exactly what I should do in this conflict. Then I started searching for books on conflict. Like, man, we're, right? Now I'm telling you this because I had a very specific problem and I was looking for a very specific solution to that problem. So I started looking, books on conflict, resolving conflict, how to deal with difficult people. They should write one on how to deal with evil people, okay? Uh, and I'm like, but, but here's the deal. I couldn't find it. So I went back to a book that Stephen Covey wrote called The Third Alternative. And the third alternative was a book about resolving conflict so that it's not my way or your way, but we keep working till we find a better way. So I sat down with these business people and I said, I believe in third alternative thinking. Uh, we're obviously at some conflict here that we can't resolve. So I'd like to offer, I want to hear what is a win for you. And you just tell me what's a win for you. And then the, the book teaches you, after you listen to them, you repeat it back to them to make sure there's no misinterpretation. Is this what you mean? Okay? And then after you listen to them first, that's one of Covey's principles, seek first to understand, then to be understood. You, you then say, now that I've listened to you, would you be open to listening to me? And you, and you say, this would be a win for me. Right? And then the goal is not to compromise because compromise is a very low form of winning. I'm giving up something, you're giving up something. Now, you may end up at, at, at a compromise, but the goal is a win-win. Win for you, win for me. Well, when you get to that point and you go through that and they say, I ain't interested in 
third alternative thinking. I'm not interested in this. I'm interested in the money, which was ultimately what the conflict was about. That's all I'm interested in. I'm not interested. See, see, when two people don't believe the same things, I'm interested in the relationship. They were interested in the money. So when I have conflict with people, I'll say, let's sit, let's sit down, let's talk about it. Let's try to get a win for you. Let's try to get a win for me. Well, some people's like, no, I ain't interested in that. I'm interested in the money piece. That's it. So, so this was a problem I had. Now, during that period, it's gut-wrenching. Uh, how many of you guys have really been screwed over real good at some point in your life? Like really been taken advantage of? All of us, right? It's just a matter of time before everybody is. Well, I used to believe that, that passion came from emotion, like passion was emotion. What I really learned during that period that's what's so valuable for me is real passion, real emotion comes from one place, conflict. When you have been really screwed over in life, you have a new, you have a high energy to go do something, right? To take an action. So, so I came to this conclusion. Conflict is actually necessary for your expansion. Everybody see that? So when you have conflict in life, okay, it's actually a necessary part. And my, my pastor always says on the other side of conflict is typically a deeper intimacy with another person or your potential. How many of you have conflict every day as part of your jobs? I know all the real estate agents in here. We, we deal with all the crazy people doing real estate deals. They get all emotional. Okay, then, then if you understand the personality styles like I do because I'm certified in the disc, you can see them high Ds come out fighting, man. You, you, you hit a high D one thing, right out of the gate, they want, they want to fight. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll show you. Then text messages start going, right? I'm like, oh, we're dealing with a high D. I'm like, let's just calm them down a little bit. Just relax. I'm a high D, but I have learned that coming out fighting ain't always the best way to handle things. Uh, deeper intimacy. So, on the, uh, so, so what I have learned, right, my nature is like, oh, you want to fight? Come on, let's do this. That's who, that, right? That's my high D in me. But now I've learned to like, you know what, just take a deep breath, relax between stimulus and responses of space, and in that space lies my ability to choose my response. And I remember something one of my great coaches used to say, never wrestle with a pig you, because you both get muddy and, and the pig loves it. Never wrestle with a pig. You both get muddy and the pig loves it. Right? That's a great book title right there. Uh, now, I'm telling you all this. So, so part of your assignment last night was to go home. And, and how many of you, your mind was opened up by yesterday a little bit to possibility? See, Mike said this best. You got to use speaking to attract people to you. I don't care what the reason is. Once they come in the door, then you can separate people out. But the number one thing I hear people say is, I don't have enough leads. I don't have enough leads. I need more leads. I need more leads. BJ and I were talking about this morning. If I was a mortgage originator or running a mortgage company, I would be doing exactly what I do right now. I'd be writing books. I'd be on podcasts. I'd be hosting events. I'd be doing simulcast. I'd be in front of as many people as I could be in front of, as often as I could. Right? See what I'm saying? And I would just attract people, attract people, attract. Some of them are going to want to work with you. Jack Welch said 20% of the people you coach, you'll end up partnering with. 20% of the people you coach or work with, you're really going to like them and you'll end up partnering with. 60% you'll coach and they'll go on and do their thing. Okay? And then I think the other 30% probably never figure it out. So don't worry about that, folks. 
Okay? Everybody with me? So I work with people, and then over a period of time, I typically partner with people. So I may coach top mortgage originators, for example. So here's an idea I would have. I want to show you how my mind thinks. I coach, at one time I was coaching six of the top ten mortgage originators in the state of Tennessee. So my top person doing $200 million, then I was coaching like $400 million people, $80 million people, right? So, so I was like coaching the best, okay? And some of them were in other, multiple coaching programs. So they'd be in the core, and then they'd be with me because we're different, right? And, and so my mind thinks like this. After I've coached you for a while, now how do we partner? Why don't I host a mortgage conference that has the top five mortgage originators at that conference? I know how to do the events. I know how to market. You guys come in and be you. We'll keep a percentage for us for running the event, right? A, a, a fee for us, and then we'll share in the spoils. You with me? Yes. So could I sell 500 tickets to mortgage originators if you had, if you had $500 million people teaching on the same deal? Now, if I said to them, hey, go have your own event, they may be like, well, I don't know how to do that. Not like you do it. So, so what I look at is my mind is always thinking how to, right? Like me and Dr. Elko, Kevin Elko, is one, he's won 31 national championships. He is one of the top sports psychologists in the world. He and I are close friends. We talk every week. So eventually it's like, hey, what can we do together? You have a database of 50,000. I have a database. You have a different audience. I have a different audience. How do we partner and offer something, the best of you and the best of me? And then guess what I go looking for next? Based on what you learned yesterday. What I go looking for next? A great concept. See, so then I'm like, okay, what's the best concept between me and you? Okay, you got these five things you talk about. He talks about intrinsic motivation, boldness. He talks about connection. These are psychologically, these are uh, uh, proven things that help people. And out of all those, I'll go, you know what? Remarkable boldness. We're going to teach people remarkable boldness because that is one thing everybody needs to be successful. Would you agree? See, when you do all the studies of the top performers, the top 1% of performers, all of them are incredibly bold, fearless. So I may say we're going to do purpose to profit, remarkable boldness, two-day virtual event, goal of at least 500 people, right? Then we start working on the back-end offers. How do we put together back-end offers for us? You, you follow me? Now, what's the power? what's the power of that? 